Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming Relentless podcast. I am your host, Eleanor McCabe, IFBB Bikini Pro and Team Mahaley Coach and Posing Coach. And I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Cecily Wesh, Team Mahaley Coach. And Danielle Kissenberger, Team Haley Coach and Team Haley Posing Coach. We are super excited to get started with y'all today. Yeah, we have a really good one. Uh, I mean, all of them are good. But tonight, (laughs) (laughs) we really wanted to recap nationals, um, kind of go over some of the trends that we've been seeing. And this show was like the end of the year, big national show. So I just think it's kind of cool to go through and recap what we saw, what we noticed, maybe some of the things that tips that we could give to competitors moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Especially the posing, I think, is a big aspect. Because, like, usually at nationals, everyone has, like, a pretty decent physique. Like, you're there. Yeah. Like, you know it's competitive. Um, and s- the posing really stands out when you just have bad posing, to be honest. When it's flat out bad. <laughs> it stands out in a yeah. bad way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to kind of flow into, like, how to pick a division from there. Because yeah. I think that, that that's very relatable. Because maybe some people that competed at nationals would have been better served in other divisions. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people that do wellness and figure. A and, surprising. And there's yeah. a lot of people that do bikini and figure. Yeah. Which we that, always, judging by your faces, if you're on the YouTube, like, you're like, I'm like, no. <laughs> if you're watching her, video right I now. remember <laughs> listening to some of the commentators talking about like, oh, this person did bikini too. Mm-hmm. I think they're better suited for bikini. <laughs> yeah, there was, I saw there was a wellness crossover yeah. to bikini. There's mm-hmm. figure crossover to bikini. Mm-hmm. And then I also kind of pay attention to the men's divisions. Yeah. And there was open bodybuilders in men's physique, which I was just like, this is strange. Wow, that blows me away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> I wonder like like how, what's the thought process there? <laughs> like what like how do you how do you choose both? How, like, how can you fit into both? Yeah. The, the board shorts must be busting. <laughs> right. Or you ain't got no legs for open bodybuilding. Yeah, just, <laughs> it, was, it was very interesting. There's definitely some guys where you could tell like they went from open bodybuilding to men's physique and like just the waist and like they were just giant yeah i was like were you just trying for different cards Mm -hmm. like just throwing your hat in the ring like i can understand classic physique like kind of transitioning over into men's physique Mm -hmm. but not not open yeah that's That's very surprising to me yeah i did not i didn't i didn't notice that but i'm sure it happened like that's just weird at least you're there. You put in yeah. the work. You put yeah. great job. Yeah, great job. <laughs> We're, like we support you still. Yes, they're just like multiple strange. opportunities. Yeah, so yes. yeah. <laughs> See what happens. That's funny. Um, but I would like to start with uh, posing. I think. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I really only pay attention to. I pay attention to everything, but I'm, I'm more talented in, and I only do wellness and bikini posing. So, um, I think well, the biggest thing that stood out to me was that. The sliding up the legs, like y'all seen that, like mm-hmm. the, it's really good in wellness. Yeah, it's more sassy. But in bikini, like I saw, like three girls do it, and they each, all of them didn't place well. But I think it, like it didn't look good. It really didn't stand out that well. Ah, yeah. And I've, rough. I've heard, <laughs> I heard this before nationals though, like a couple months ago. I, th- I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that Sandy, which is the head judge at nationals, doesn't like sliding up the legs and like that mm-hmm. kind of posing. Um, and so she did, so I had a, I had an athlete there who only posed, I only put like the only, I only posed her and she competed there. Um, her name's Kiana and Sandy liked her posing and told her, but like, she didn't slide up, like she didn't touch her body at all. Yeah. And I think like, that's a big thing. Yeah. Your hands away from the 
I I think what happened with that was Laura Lee, and I'm I think she's one of the best posers in the IFBB. Yeah. So I'm not like trying to blame her at all. Like that's not what I'm doing. But <laughs> I think she started that trend, and we saw it trickle down because I remember at the Olympia and the Arnold, she did that thing where she like kind of grazes her glutes with mm-hmm. her hands, and she can kind of get away with that because it's Laura Lee. But I think we started to see that like trickle down through national shows, amateurs, and it became like more extreme and almost too much. And so I think the judges were just like, no, we're mm-hmm. we're just not even going to play that game. Just like, yeah, and don't I'm sure, do it. <laughs> like as you guys with as posing coaches, I think there's like a very fine line about like adding sass and then it being too much. Because at the end of the day, the judges really only want to see your physique. Mm-hmm. They don't like. They don't want all this extra stuff that's going to like yeah. draw away from it, especially once you're at that level. Yeah, right. I agree. I think for nationals too. Like I was gonna add this in. This is great that you said that. <laughs> is next year I have a big feeling that like the sassier this, there's like an extent to sass, right? But I think it's lowering. Like the amount mm-hmm. of sass you have in your routine is like lowering, and next year it's going to be even more simpler. Because, like you said, like it's the physiques that surprise. Yeah, like that's and I think that it's almost like the aura that you bring to stage, like like the it factor, like that right. presence. Mm-hmm. Like it's more so like about the facial expressions rather than like the movements that you're doing with your body. I agree. I think all that extra fluff. It it's really cool. Yeah, and it shows confidence. But there's other ways to show confidence in mm-hmm. posing with just simple. Yeah. Simple posing. And I also think what's really cool is because bodybuilding is becoming like a bigger and bigger sport, like these shows just get bigger and bigger and bigger. More Mm -hmm. people are interested in it. We have less time. And so like instead of us getting a full 30 seconds, like or 15 or whatever, like ten, it's going to be like 10 seconds and it's going to be quick. And like even the pros, they're having pros at Olympia do 45 second routines. They don't get a minute anymore. So I've seen a lot of the Olympians like now they're like cutting their routines down no more sass because or not sass but like no more of the fluff the fluffy like the like the extra yeah the extras the extras (laughs) the hair flips Mm -hmm. yeah that's the i used to be big into that too but i can never pull it off there's so much fun though like it's so so much fun to do it and i think that it's fun i think it's cool like when people first start posing to maybe like add it in like Mm -hmm. you know try it out have fun with it but then like cut it down to like yeah. being more simple in the end yeah like i will yeah choose. i didn't yeah. see i saw maybe two there the girls that flipped their hair though they didn't place well and they didn't well it's not only about posing though it's yeah. a physique they also didn't have like the winning physique but it's like everyone at the who got first top five all of them didn't slide on their body and all of them didn't do any hair flips they were simple and to the point mm-hmm. and you like you saw like what the judges wanted to see in your physique which is it stood out which is cool because like you were there in person so you got to see it like right right there yeah. in real time right in front so it's really cool that we have you that you can like oh, give us your notes because we were probably we we're glued to the live stream yeah. but it's yeah. not the same no. like as being there in person yeah it yeah i agree it's definitely different in person but you get to like on the live stream like they have the individual routines too mm-hmm. so it's like you, you see one person yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's pretty similar um but yeah that was the, the biggest thing i saw in posing yeah. No more hand slides. No more no hand more slides. Hand slides. Yep. I personally would like to see a little bit more flavor in the figure posing, yeah. but ah, that's I can't really comment more on that because I don't know. I I don't I don't know what the judges want because like obviously I think posing doesn't get as much um, 
focus and judging criteria either in figure. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that right. a lot of time competitors don't focus on it as much, but figure posing can be so beautiful and so cool. Like look at Sid. Yeah. She is a brilliant poser. Yeah. It's fun and to watch her. It's beautiful. Like yeah. it's it's amazing to watch her. It's so elegant and graceful and like she has like that element. She brings something a little bit extra, but it's not like necessarily fluff. It's just like the fluidity. And I think that that's what's missing a lot. And what I was seeing was missing the most in a lot of the yeah. figure posing. And you can half flow with a simple routine. Yeah. Like in, and it's part of the it factor that like yeah. Sess always talks about. Mm-hmm. Flow and it factor, that's really all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I've been finding with like my personal posing journey, I guess you could call it. So I'm working with like a new posing coach right now. And she's just been telling me like, we need to nail the technique and the basics but through that, like, you have to be channeling your personality the entire time. Yeah. And I'm just like, what do you mean? And she's like, you just keep, like, she's like, you keep your face fixed. Like, mm-hmm. you need to move your face. You need yeah. to, like, express yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, we're doing very simple movements, but she's like, you need to change your face. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I will I work like on it. Yeah. You're, like, so focused on it. I, yeah, I'm, the like, technique. thinking so hard. I'll, like, send in a check-in video, and she's like, okay, smile. And I'm like, ah, oh, dang, I forgot to <laughs> smile like, I wasn't, entire time. I wasn't smiling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, she's a really good posing coach. Angeline? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very good. She so my, She's taught me a lot about the technique. Like, I only had one class with her. But I didn't, she definitely opened a lot of doors that I didn't know were there. Yeah. Yeah. Posing's so intricate. And I think that it's like really important to kind of drive home that if you're interested in competing, you want to compete, especially like if you are at that national level and you want to go pro, your posing can take you there. I saw a lot of amazing physiques and they just didn't know how to pose themselves. And it's like the judges can't assume, like they're going to judge what you present them. Mm -hmm. So if you have a great physique, that that's cool. But if you're not presenting your strengths and all they're picking out are your flaws, like, <laughs> yeah, that's that little quote or whatever line you just said, or like, um, they like only see your physique there. Like they don't see anything else, like the work you put in and whatnot. Like I always think about that. Like they don't see the weeks that you put into it. They just see the, the final product. Yep. Yep. And posing is like a huge part of that across yeah. all divisions. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But um, did y'all see anything besides posing that y'all want to touch on? I think the biggest takeaway was just like conditioning. And yeah. I feel like that is like year after year after year, people are still showing up not in shape. And yeah. it sucks because there are like some really great competitors and mm-hmm. you can just tell like, oh, the structure, yeah. genetics, like it's right they're there. beautiful. Like, but the, the conditioning, I'm like, yeah. you just needed to lose like that and, much and more. And it's honestly, no, it, it's on the coach. Yeah, like it's strictly on the coach. I think, like personally, I won't. We won't take an athlete who's not conditioned to a show. Yeah, but we also like if you're not there, you just need more time. But like if like you know, it's it's on it's on the coach. I would agree. I would agree for letting that quality of work stuff yeah. on stage because I mean, you don't you never know if the athlete was 100 well, on that's their what protocols. Saying. But like you're saying, yeah, if it's not there. Then why I'll are you why are you why are you allowing it on there? Yeah. I I agree with that statement. Yeah. and I I get it. Like if if there it's an accomplished thing, like check it off the box, like only one time kind of goal. Then like okay, like yeah, whatever. But if you want like a a winning, like you're trying to get that first place, like dude, nah, yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, all the time, the investment that goes into it, it just doesn't make sense to show yeah. up and not be. 
conditioned for your division. Like mm-hmm. I know that the yeah. divisions, like yeah. every criteria is different. Obviously, you don't want to yeah. be peeled to the bone for bikini. Mm-hmm. Like, to the bone. But if you're showing up in classic physique, like you need to be peeled. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think if you don't know like what we mean by peeled or you're like, well, how do you know if I'm conditioned enough? Go on NPC shows and like the what they post. The yeah, go on to news online and go and yeah. look at everyone that won their class and personally the overall because yeah. that's like the dude, overall actually because yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. some classes are a little yeah dude less. class winners yeah. i will say you know i'm touched on this some of the bikini classes they're they went pro like i'm not gonna say like which classes but the top two who actually went pro i was like dude if class d third place went up against them she would knock them out of the water like different like it's just like you know yeah, I think that was another thing I noticed with this nationals, like compared to the rest of the national shows from this year, as well as like last year's nationals, because we were there at, at 2021 Competing. nationals. And I just thought the level of competitiveness wasn't quite as high as usual. Like it was a smaller show. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why. Yeah, and it was it, like 800 competitors mm-hmm. versus like 1600 yeah, last was, year. Yep. Yeah. Way less competitive. Yeah. Which, like, I didn't know it was going to be that much, like, that much less competitive, honestly. Yeah. But but it just goes to show you, like, you never know who's yeah. going to show up. Show and, up and what kind of show it's going to be. Exactly. Ooh, I have a question for y'all. Yeah. Which national show this year do you think was the most competitive? Because usually it's nationals championship. Yeah, you're right. But I don't think it was. I would almost say USA. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say that, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I saw I a lot of women who went pro from USA's go straight go into, straight into pro shows, pro debuts, yeah, yeah, pro shows, and place very well. Yep. So, yeah, I think I, it's that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's. I think that's a good telltale sign. If you yeah. can go from winning your pro card to holding your own on the pro stage, like you were ready, yep. you were there, and a lot of the winners from this weekend, Cannot nationals. I don't know if. Yeah, I, I don't can. think. I don't think like they can. I'm talking like top. 10 like that's that's hard that's hard yeah yeah but yeah that that's kind of our thoughts on nationals and like also shout out to my athlete isabel i can't we can't talk about nationals and not talk about isabel but um she did great first national show first season ever this was her second show ever she got sixth so pretty happy she did good she She looks nasty and she's what class is she uh, she's F- class H, H. I, the okay. tallest one. I will say class H was, was the insane. most competitive. It was yeah. 10%. There were 10 people in the first call out. Yeah. There was 40 girls yeah. total. I think it was the biggest class. Yeah, that was it. it so was. I was, I was going to like out of the whole, if you had to pick one class that was most kind of competitive out of the whole year, it's definitely her class. Yeah. 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 So for her to, this is her like rookie year Yeah, to play sixth. Yeah. is insane she yeah. to me she looks like a mini laura lee i tell I her all the time. i think that I'm too <laughs> like, she just has the it factor she that does. we talk about yeah, yeah. in yeah. the heart so yeah. shout out yes. congratulations we'll be back for redemption uh <laughs> yes. next year with the pro card and overall oh, yes. yep yeah that's the goal absolutely it's gonna happen <laughs> so how how do we go about choosing a division people are interested in competing they Maybe they've been competing, but they're not necessarily doing well in their division or their heart is in another division. How would we say we go about choosing where the competitor goes? So I think that passion does have a lot to do with it, like where you feel passionate about, like if you're passionate about a certain division. Because I do think that if your heart is aligned with your goal, that you're going to have a better outcome. 
However, there's only so much you can do to outwork your genetic shape and structure. So I think that that also plays a big role. Some people do have pretty fluid physiques. It also depends on like what level you want to take this to. Like, do you want to go to the Olympia? Do you want to do well on a regional stage? Do you want to like just get a pro card? Like what, what's your end game? What's your end goal? Um, I think that's something to evaluate. But I think at the end of the day, it really does come to like kind of your natural structure. I think something that people don't really notice or think about are rib cages. Yes. Rib cages probably play the like how your rib cage is shaped plays like the biggest role into like how your what division you're going to be in. Yeah, that's big. You're that's big. No one touches on that ever. Yeah, I and, don't think I've ever heard anybody yeah. like dive into that. And honestly, because it's not something that you really notice until someone's peeled. Mm-hmm. Like an mm-hmm. athlete comes to you and like you actually see what the rib cage looks like because they're literally skin lean mm-hmm. <laughs> or muscle lean, whatever you want to say. But that yeah, that's super big. Um, and I do think the genetics play a huge role. I used to be like when I first got into competing, I was like, nah, like genetics, like don't say that. Yeah. But dude, it does. Like it and like even with your metabolism too, like you can have like genetic just genetics on your side for your metabolism, the way mm-hmm. your body like builds muscle, all of it. Like your how how elegant you look on stage, like mm-hmm. if you have like great flow. Well yeah. Yeah. But do you kind of want me to touch more on like what I mean by like the rib cage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want to tell people like who are watching or yeah. listening, like what do we what are we looking for in each division or like if your rib cage looks like x what division yeah. would that fit into so i would say i mean honestly if you have a narrow rib cage then you're lucky you're probably going to be able to have your pick at any division but really like if you don't have a narrow rib cage in bikini or figure i mean figure you can kind of outwork it but bikini you got to have a narrow rib cage like it like the way that the posing is, you can't really outpose it, you can't really outbuild it. Unfortunately, like if you have just have a wide rib cage, it's you're gonna be at a disadvantage. So like you might be able to outpose it a little bit in wellness and in figure, like if you're looking at like going at, to the Olympia level, if you look at all of like the winners, they all have this narrow rib cage that's like just in the structure that really shows that. And it's hourglass like it, feel. Yeah, it's and very it's like, aesthetic. It's very like, aesthetic. And like, yeah, you can kind of outwork it and outbuild it a little bit in that front shot, in that in the back shot. But in that front shot, like when you have a wider rib cage, generally you also have wider hips. So I have a wider rib cage and wider hips. And so like I was in figure and I could outbuild it. I could like be pretty decent in figure, but I could never go to like that next level. I don't know if I can say never, but like it would be very unlikely just because my natural structure isn't that narrow rib cage that like you see on the Olympia stage. It like flares out. It, so flare, when, it flares yeah. out a little bit. So when you would get lean, like yeah. even though you are just peeled, peeled. your rib cage is still. Yeah. It, my waist is just wider. Yeah. Then like it might be like I have a very thin waist, but my it's just wider. Right. This way. <laughs> this is why when we get blo- Sess and I, like, we have completely different body yeah. types and, like, we looked completely different. It's funny. Yeah. But, like, when I get bloated, like, my stomach goes out forward, not necessarily, like, out wide. But, like, well, you don't get bloated because you're yeah. amazing. I, I, I don't, I don't have any digestive issues. But if she ever gets full, like, she doesn't Yeah, even when wide. I'm full, like, my, my stomach more. doesn't really get out wide because, like, 
I don't know. It just you have a longer. It, I have, you, I have more, I have more room. room. More room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's so. Hilarious. Like from the side shot, I look really great. Front shot, not my most like right. nasty shot because I just don't have that natural structure. And I, that makes sense because I know in like bikini, some girls they get super lean and their waists are small. Mm-hmm. But their ribs start to protrude, and, Mm -hmm. like, the judges don't want to see that either. exactly. Like, even on a high level, I know that they've told pros, like, too much rib cage was showing. And And that's just a structural thing. Like, like, there's literally nothing you can do to outwork that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's super interesting. So, yeah, Yeah. just knowing what your structure is can help you pick. Yep. And how— another big one is how far are you willing to take PEDs, Mm -hmm. or if you're even willing to take them. Right. Um. Yeah, that's just, like, it's something you, I think most people, like, start off with, like, I'm, like, natural, like, they're going to stay natural for a while, Mm -hmm. which I think is very smart. Mm -hmm. I think everyone should stay natural for as long as they can until it's appropriate to take PDs to take them to the next level based on their goal. But if you're, like, if you want to stay natural or take minimal, then the Olympia is probably way out of your Unless you're a genetic freak. Yeah, unless you're a very genetic freak. Um, But, you know, that's, that's like, rare. It, it it is kind of just like a reality of the sport mm-hmm, yeah. that we have to acknowledge. Like depending, like you said, depends on your goal. So how far do you want to take mm-hmm. it? And then depending how far you want to take it, yeah. What are your genetics like? Because mm-hmm. you can't outwork what you've been given. Like yeah. you can shape it, you can mold it, but at a certain point, it's going to be like, okay, if my goal is to get to the Olympia, but I have to put on muscle in areas that my body just is not. Mm-hmm. inclined to build like what's the next step yeah so just kind of i think it takes like a conversation with yourself like where you're comfortable going mm-hmm. and then a conversation with your coach yep i agree yeah. i agree as well <laughs> i like what you said at first too about like picking a division like your passion is mm-hmm. incredibly important because yeah. i think that some women I've, I've talked to women who they're like oh i love the look of wellness but like i could never I can never build into yeah. that. I'm like, well, never say never. Like, if that's where your heart lies, mm-hmm. like, if you're a bikini athlete, but you love wellness, you love the look of yeah. it, you want to look that way, it's mm-hmm. not impossible no, to grow not. into that. I, I thought it was impossible for me to grow into it, into wellness. I mean, you were figure. I mean, I was figure. Yeah, figure. Yeah. But, but, but I always had, like, yeah. really long femurs, long legs that, like, I always thought my legs were my weakest point, <laughs> honestly. And, and now they're and now a strong point. A strong point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's super cool yeah i i do think like wherever your your passion lies like go for it yeah like work for it mm-hmm. yeah even if it takes lots of time which even if you whether if you're in bikini and you're like dude i don't know if i can grow into wellness well growing into wellness and like growing into like shaping your physique and bikini both are going to take so much time yeah so like you might as well do it for something you really want to do it mm-hmm. for like where your passion lies i agree I always ask like any of like my new athletes like because I, ha- I have a ton of girls that come to me and they're like, well, like I like bikini and I like wellness. People have told me I should do this. And, you know, like I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what are you passionate about? And what's yeah. interesting is a lot of them are just like, oh, whatever you think is best, coach, which is honestly, <laughs> I love yeah. that for me. Yeah. But like um, I th- I think that a lot of girls just. I think it takes time in the sport to like also maybe understand like what division you really want to mm-hmm. be into sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
I, I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're new, like you're like just obsessed with like how you're, much you're changing mm-hmm. that you're like, I can do everything. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> let's stick to one. Yeah. Let's go all in on one. Yeah. Like, make you a freak in one. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think there's like some benefit to trying different yeah. divisions, which I is agree. why like crossovers at like the regional level. And then even at the national level, like you see that a lot too. Yeah. I know there was a girl I saw, she did figure and wellness and mm-hmm. she got her pro card second in figure, but then yeah. I think she got third or fourth in wellness. So yeah. she, her body type, like she pulled it off. She, yeah. At this point in her career, she's an IFBB pro. She could go either way. Mm-hmm. It's just committing and going. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there is some benefit to that. Yeah. Um, and then the one last like point that I wanted to bring up was about like the off-season shape because it's really easy to look at competitors who are like on a stage and be like, oh, I want to look like that. Yeah. But you you also want to look at what they're going to look like in their off-season. Vastly different at times. <laughs> yes. And, and like, are you going to be comfortable with that? Because yeah. like for me, like just being completely honest, like I don't think I'd be comfortable being any other division. I. I'm a bikini girl. I like being a bikini girl. We got to get big over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, like, if I'm going to be anything but bikini, it's either, it's probably wellness, for yeah. sure, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like, that would that would be, I think it's sick that y'all have legs like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm working to have legs like that. Dude. But <laughs> that's the fun part, though. It dude. is fun. Like, it is the fun and part. And I have a lot of new athletes who are, like, they get frustrated because, like, they want to look like XYZ yeah. on Instagram, right? Always on Instagram. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, it doesn't happen over three no, months. No, I've been doing this for three years. Yeah. And, like, like enjoy every part of it. The 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 struggle and, like, the, what you call that, like, dis, um, not motivation, but opposite of motivation. Like, when you're disencouraged or unencouraged or... <laughs> Uninspired, yeah, like frustrated, yeah. Like, dude, love the frustration. Mm -hmm. Like, love feeling like, dude, I feel like I feel like I'm stuck, or I feel like I should, um, like I'm just in this spot. Like, love feeling so behind because it's gonna push you harder and push Mm -hmm. you forward even more. Yeah, like embrace that. Yeah, Yeah, hundred percent. I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got, (laughs) yeah, that's some motivation for you. (laughs) It is, yeah. (laughs) I think pep talk, yeah. I actually think that's a really great place to leave this podcast. I agree. I feel very inspired. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Me as well. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Have a wonderful day. I hope y'all really enjoyed the podcast today, leaving it feeling more relentless than ever. But we have a few things that we would love to ask of you. So I'm going to give this over to Noah. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you could, I know that this is your new favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Leave any comments and questions below and make sure that you're sharing across social media so that all of your friends get to listen to the greatest podcast on earth. And if you have any questions about any topics that we talk about or anything at all, fitness, competing related, anything, we comment, we'll hit you back up um, Instagram or in the podcast under if the comment box is there, then we will definitely answer your questions and help you out as best as we can. But we do have a little incentive that we would love to share with y'all. If you do leave us a five-star rating and review and then send a screenshot to any of us via Instagram, we'll we'll leave that in the comment section here for y'all. But uh, we, we're going to start a raffle where three people in the first month here, if you leave that five-star rating review and DM it to us, you're going to be entered into a raffle to earn a spot on the team of Haley team with the three of us. Yep. So we'll each be taking one new athlete this month and you'll get a 
free month of coaching from that. Full on coaching. Free month of full on coaching. Full services, everything that you need to improve. And I promise you will not be let down. You will see major progress. Absolutely. So leave those five-star reviews. Let us know. And we'll talk to y'all again soon. Have a relentless day. Bye. Bye.